This is a podcast from Rover. Oh my! Oh my God! Lock me up! Throw away the key! <laughs> Waiting for this. Wins early. Welcome along to the Not For Radio podcast, uh, your host, uh, Jay Reeve, uh, tech producer Caleb and show boss Tegan. Uh, just to bring you in on our on our radio show, we got sent this through. We're basically looking for better work stories and these were from, this is something we should possibly whack up on the old Snipers oh, yeah. Nightmare Facebook group as well, but it was uh, better work stories and this one came through and I wouldn't be able to read it out on the radio so I can, uh, I can read it out on here. Zzz, those better work stories are a snooze. When I used to work at a said pizza place, I got a BJ under the oven from a real raunchy co-worker. Yeah. I thought you were going to read out Ryan's text. Did you see that one? Speaking of pee, I've had an infected toe lately and I've been trying Dr. Dunk's life hack of peeing on it in the shower. i got to say, hasn't helped at all, but gee, my aim has improved. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dunk still sick and uh, hopefully returning tomorrow. He is, uh, he is definitely missing out on doing this. Coming up on the Not For Radio pod today, a little bit of uh, very flat delivery comedy at the end to wrap things up, which I think you'll definitely enjoy from back in 1998. A man with shit lips, literally, and what happens to your brain when you watch porn, along with how it feels to have deep heat in your eyeballs. <laughs> We've got every base covered today. Enjoy. Not for radio. Righto. Short ball story here from Russell Scudamore from Cheltenham. Gloucestershire. I really hope I uh, have said that <laughs> right. Oh, honestly, I wouldn't worry. <laughs> yeah. The people no, will tell us. What we need is actual correction on this because uh, these names will pop up more and more often and we need to make sure that we're actually naming them because we get pissed off when people cook it for us, don't we? Yeah, that's true. Cheltenham, Gloucestershire. Anyway, g'day from the UK, boys. Yeah, I gathered that with Gloucestershire. Russ here from the UK. Again, cheers, mate. I got a yarn for you. It may be funny, disgusting, plain wrong, or all of the above. Warning, <laughs> not for kids or the faint hearted. So what's up? F to the E to the L to the L to the A to the A to the A to the A to the mother fucking S. Fellas. <laughs> I like that. Let me start. Picture the scene. 15 blokes. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> a hockey tour oh. to Paynton. <laughs> the shittest seaside town of the UK with not much hockey played but plenty of pubbing, piss, cocktails, shit. That's right, I said shit. We all left on a hired bus to our destination mid-morning. Glad it wasn't stolen. A bus full of blokes, beer and a keenness to get as wanked as possible. <laughs> Late afternoon, we dumped our stuff in the shithole of a hotel we were staying at and went straight out to the pub. 
We decided to stay in this pub all afternoon and into the evening. Beer was consumed and, and soon dirty shots and cocktails were on the menu. One bloke who was with us, Geordie, which was his nickname as he was from Newcastle. <laughs> oh, clever. Was the loosest cunt I've ever known <laughs> on the piss. Being ex-Navy and a general nutter, he started telling stories of mess games. He used to play on ships with his mates involving shit, actual human, socks and flip-flops. Oh. All you fuckers call thongs. Yes. Uh, yes. We call yeah. them jandals. Oh, no, yeah, really? yeah, we call them jandals. It's Aussies who call them thongs. Yeah. But that's... <laughs> thongs something else again. <laughs> Flip-flops is such a better word for them because it's the sound that they make when you walk in them. Flip-flop. Uh, where the fuck do you get jandal from? Yeah. Uh, thong is also makes sense because it looks like a G-string for your feet. Yeah. yeah. I hate the word thong. Yeah. Why is that? Because it sounds grubby. Thong, 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 thong. Same with um, panties. Ugh. I can imagine Teague's just whipping through farmers grabbing the fucking Rio 5 pack. <laughs> oh, oh. That's what I wear. That's what I wear in the gym. It's from the warehouse. Just kids' undies. No, it is. Fucking like Toy Story on the front of them. It's the cheapest one. It's a bulk. <laughs> Holy shit. No, I'm not even kidding. They imagine unwrapping that present. <laughs> Like a Rio. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually what I wear. I feel so exposed. <laughs> you know on. what the title of this episode is going to be? Teague's Wears Rio. Yeah. Teague's Wears Rio. Sorry. And Jay knows Teagan far too well. We, we've, we've hijacked this with Sorry, Teagan's mate. shit choice of underwear. <laughs> well, so hey. back to Russell's yarn from somewhere in Gloucestershire. Yes. He was giving it the big I am Billy Big Bollocks and holding court quite well, having the whole pub in stitches. Enter the Vinster, a.k.a. Vin, a.k.a. Shearer. Vin is a great bloke, <laughs> loving husband and three kids, a gentle soul. But get a beer down his neck and he turns into the god of mischief, Loki. <laughs> After a good few hours, we start drinking cocktails of random spirits. We start mixing Baileys and lemonade. Oh, Now when you do this, it turns into what you can only describe as a lumpy dog stick yeah. with man fat floating about in it yeah. and thicker than grease. I think they're called cement mixes. Yeah, they are called concrete mixes, yeah. Oh, fuck that. As we all egg each other on, Geordie steps forward and declares he'll drink one of these when we leave the pub for the walk home. Kewin, the grin that sprawled across Vin's face upon Geordie's <laughs> claim, and I instantly knew the fucker had an idea. He grabbed a glass of the aforementioned drink. Oh, jeez, that's a word I haven't yeah. heard in a while. Aforementioned. aforementioned. The mm. aforementioned drink. Looked at me and winked called me over and asked for some help and told us to wait outside the toilet window with he scuttled off to the dunny. Soon I hear my name being whispered from the window outside the men's. Here, grab this, says Vin. I grab the drink. Vin tells me to leave it hidden somewhere outside. So I did. When we all go to leave, Vin asks me where the drink... Where the drink it? Where the drink is. Yeah, I know, but it says it. <laughs> Does your brain not autocorrect? No. I have to have perfect grammar in front of me. Anyway... When we all go to leave, Vin asks me where the drink is and I fetch it for him. He looks at it, laughs, and then hands the drink to Geordie for the walk home. Vin, I ask, what did you do to that drink? Well, Russ, I shat in it. <laughs> what, I say? I shat in it, Vin replies. Fucking hell, I thought. <laughs> With that, the word got round and everyone egged Geordie on to drink. And drink he did. We walked along, all cheering as he took nice long sips of the drink, chatting away and laughing, being none the wiser about the looming floater in his drink. After a while, he looks into the glass, his eyes widen and, uh, fuck me, what's that? Screams from his mouth. We all burst out laughing and tell him, 
Oh, mate, shrugged it off. <laughs> he shrugged it off with a, and I quote, I wondered what was poking me in the nose and on the left every time I had a sip. Oh, you said Jay off. Jay's gagging. Your hands are sweaty, mate. You are yeah, right? real sweaty. Can I just imagine, imagine just having a tall glass and as you drink her shit sliding down and hitting you on the nose? <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny. Laughs were had all round and he was called shitlip for the rest of the tour. <laughs> Consequently, that night in the hotel, I was sharing a room with Geordie and we finally got upstairs to go to bed. He stripped naked, did cartwheels and roller potted around the room shouting. He was literally shit-faced. Hope you like this shit story. And it gets on the potty as I love it. Keep up the great work, you little fucking beauty. <laughs> that is a sensational read. It was absolutely... And then he did throw it and dropped it. <laughs> I tell you, can, can I just say... Can I just say, I'm a stickler for grammar. Okay, <laughs> I hadn't noticed. I'm a, I'm a massive, I'm a massive stickler for grammar. So, for those sending in those yarns, <laughs> please just fucking use grammar. No, it's guys, don't worry battle. too much. I'm, I'm yeah. the one who usually checks over all the stories, and I don't mind the grammar. Yeah. I can read around it. Caleb, unfortunately, it doesn't I have just, autocorrect. I on literally loved it. I loved no, watching Caleb short circuit out trying to read. That. The computer was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! What is going on?" Because my brain is a fucking manual. It's not an automatic. Okay, guys. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Thank you very much, and thank you for writing that story. And I managed to piece it together in my mind, even through the read, and it still was funny to I me. I loved so it. Thank you, very much. thank you, Caleb, for reading it. Give us a rating on Spotify or Apple. Let's try. Joe Rogan, yeah. not for radio. I t- this guy here, I'm a massive fan of, and I think we could also probably get him to do some form of a study on Caleb's brain. Uh, this <laughs> is... Uh, Mate, tell you what, <laughs> got me this job, must have worked all right. Neuro, uh, neuroscientist, by the, uh, he does his own stuff, it's called uh, Huberman Lab, and we've had him on the pod before, we've had his stuff on before, uh, but this is Chris Willicks from um, Modern Wisdom, talking to him about what porn does to a man's brain. Have a go at this. If you don't mind watching a little bit of Blue, I suggest you have a listen. The brain is a learning prediction machine. I'm not trying to say that all pornography is bad, but there are good data to support the idea that if your brain learns to be aroused by watching other people have it is not necessarily going to carry over to the ability to get aroused when you're one-on-one with somebody else. So you're going to program yourself into being a voyeur. Yeah, or just create challenges in actual interactions with a real partner. And it's extreme forms. It's a very potent stimulus. Extreme pornography, extreme experiences like bungee cord jumping, those set a threshold for dopamine release. The higher the dopamine peak, the bigger the drop afterwards. And it's not that you drop to baseline, you drop below baseline. When people are pursuing dopamine peaks over and over and they aren't getting them, typically it's because they've been pursuing that activity far too often. And you're saying perhaps take a break from that and there may be an ability for yourself, your system to reset. Right. Just quickly. Yes. The uh, places where certain things in New Zealand are searched on the hub were released yes. yesterday. So, um, look, I don't think Northland are going to be battling with, um, you know, having porn fry their brain. Do you know what they've searched up the most? What? Naked girls. Just naked girls. Straight That's to the point. <laughs> nice and simple, I think man. it's a given on those <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you looking for? Naked girls. The page doesn't change. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> you've come to the right place. <laughs> uh, very interesting, though. So if you are battling or if you find yourself getting a little bit carried away with mm. the amount of blue that you watch, because I remember there was a famous New Zealand, there was a famous New Zealand runner. I mean, fuck, it's a, it's a new story. Everyone knows who yeah. he is. You know, the, you know yeah. the bike we're talking about. Anyway, so he basically came out and he is an Olympic runner and was like, ah, look, um, 
I've got a porn addiction. Uh, my wife's made me come clean. He is married to quite a religious chick in the States. Wait, his wife made him come clean? How rude of her. He's got an addiction. <laughs> now, this, it fucking gets better. Um, and so she, so she goes... <laughs> She goes, Come you clean. absolute grub, you fucking grub. You need to tell it. You need to front foot this, and I want you to make a press release about it. And he's like, ah, you know, fuck, fair enough. You've caught me just feeding the chooks to a bit of blue. Just let me. Okay, I'll, make, I'll tidy my act up, but no need to make it a big fucking story. And yeah. she's like, if you're not admitting it uh, within the eyes of God in front of everybody, then we can't address it. And he's like, fuck, what have I got myself into here? Anyway, so he goes, he goes on the news basically and says, look, guys, I'm putting my hand up. I've got a bit of a porn addiction. And then they do this expose. And so what what are you thinking right now? What is the question that is in your head right now? Well, I know, I know the answer to no, this. No, no, no. What, what is your question that you're asking yourself now? Because every single fucking guy asks the same question. How many How times? How many times? There's so many. <laughs> yeah. And so we're sitting there with bated breath. And um, so someone's asking the question. is like, so... So how many how many times a week are you looking at porn? And he goes, you know, it's pretty bad there. Uh, sometimes it would be up to as many as um, three times a week. And everyone goes, oh, my, oh my God. Lock me up. Throw away the key. Oh, that poor man. Yeah, it was like, that is, that, I don't know if I would consider that addiction. I do think, though, I mean, with the context around it, because I remember reading that story initially um, and thinking, well, you know, if it's three times a week where it's um, impacting on his life heavily, mm. for example, he's not able to go and do stuff with other people and, you know, I don't know how long he's watching Blue for, mm. if it is three mm. times a week. But with that context about the wife situation, uh, the religious element yeah. and that, that that makes a bit more sense it, it mm. i cuz i remember the same thing i was like three times a week fuck i'm going to put him on more yeah <laughs> right maximum security prison <laughs> is there a death penalty for this yeah um have you guys seen the show big mouth on netflix no big mouth is basically like um it's a series now it's like i think it's the fifth or sixth season and it's basically um like following these kids as they go through puberty and stuff ah. and it I, it would have been such a great show for me to watch when I was younger. Oh, it's animated, eh? Yeah, it's animated, Nick Kroll. Yeah. He does most of the characters. He's written it, blah, blah, blah. But um, it's one of those shows where there's so many things where you think, oh, my gosh, I have a problem or no one else is going through mm. this sort of stuff. Mm. But that show is so relatable. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God, that was just how I felt then. Or, like, it's just encouraging you to have the conversations. And so I feel like if that poor bloke had spoken with some of his mates, maybe not his religious mates, maybe some other mates, he would have realized it's not it wasn't actually that bad. He yeah. would have been feeling bloody awful. And now people yeah. just laugh at him. Nah, but I think, I think that he, like, he almost, in the press conference, was like, yeah, it was, you know, up to three times a week. He's, and he's going, oh, mate, i got mates back home in New Zealand that are just basically just walking around feeding their chooks every day on the way yeah. to work in the van, you know. Not that that's, not that that's great behaviour, but still. Anywho, moving on, shall we? Let's. Join us on Facebook. Search Sniper's Nightmare. Not for radio. Time now for a short ball from the Sniper's Nightmare Facebook group. And this one's from Reese Herman in North Shields. Fellas, here's my deep heat story. Remember we had this one where somebody was in the nude spraying deep heat onto the leg but was in front of a fan. I don't know. You've seen, like obviously, Caleb, you've spent quite a, uh, a lot of time in and around uh, changing rooms, the use of liniment, anti-flam, the like. Have you ever seen a deep heat spray, like an aerosol spray? Oh, yeah, liniment. So I've got a good story about deep heat. 
Go for yeah, it. Are you gonna, are you gonna, do, you want, do you want to try and trump um, Reese here? Or did you, oh, yeah? no, it's not that good. I'll only take about a minute. <laughs> okay, so, so I was at a sevens tournament, and my referee coach at the time, he also refereed, his name's Royce, um, he used to use the old spray bottle of liniment. And yeah. um, anyway, yeah, he had that, and I was like, oh, you know, i got one up here, man, and one up here. I'm, I'm using deep heat. So anyway, um, I was only about well, was 17, 18 at the time, mm-hmm. and um, it was a relatively big sevens tournament in the scheme of things for Gisborne. Put on my, uh, it was semi-final time, and I had a bit of a sore groin, put my DP on. Anyway, by the time I got in the middle of doing the final, uh, between a team from out of town and a local team, went down into the Bulls, screaming like you wouldn't believe, fucking sore. Anyway, that was my DP story. Moving <laughs> on. Cooked my dick, the end. Okay, so Reese Herman, North Shields, fellas, my DP story. My dad used to own a pub and I worked there. It was also the local for all the boys. There was also a scruffy bastard that worked there who I hated. He used to live in the flat above the pub, which you had access to from behind the bar. What a what a way to live, eh? That's mm. England at its best. I was on a night off, so me and the boys were getting absolutely on it, and I was suddenly stumbled by a hot gut pain, and I knew that I was due to an, <laughs> it was due to an attack of the sour apple quick steps. <laughs> what are those? Sour apple splatters. Uh, the men's toilet was a horrifying sight to be seen. Oh. Pure steel, caked and piss, vomit, shit in a toilet roll. I would usually use the ladies, but there was a large group of women in that evening, so being the gentleman that I am, I decided to use the upstairs flat. I've been arguing with the prick I disliked that day, and as he was just generally taking the piss at my dad's expense, I was slightly angered with him. So I went upstairs, sat on his throne, and started violently blowing it out my ass. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was scanning the bathroom and spotted on the radiator the guy's woolly hat. (laughs) (laughs) On the shelf, a full tin of deep heat. I sinisterly began emptying the full contents of the tin into his hat. And on my way downstairs, I crossed his path and he complained about my shit stinking. Don't worry, mate. I sprayed some deep heat to mask the smell. Oh, shit. (laughs) I joined my mates back in the bar and we saw him leaving, putting his hat on and getting on his bike. He started pedaling up the road, rubbing his eyes, and we all started to giggle. A couple of hours later, we went up the road to the next bar to see the guy's bike outside, surrounded by what looked like blood from the... (laughs) Surrounded by blood from what looked uh, like the android bishop from Aliens. (laughs) Yeah, the bishop from Aliens. We went inside and there he was, his eyes red as fuck and soaked through from pouring milk all over his face. Oh, he shit. just looked at he looked at me and said, You little bastard. <laughs> me and the boys were doubled over. I was then barred from shitting in the flat, but my dad <laughs> saw the funny side. Thanks, fellas. Reese Herman. The number one podcast for men who wear Bart Simpson boxes in Pakistan. Not, Not for radio. radio. Uh, this is a bit of a throwback, a little bit of comedy to wrap things up for the Not For Radio podcast today. Uh, this is back in 1998, a comedian by the name of Mitch Hedberg at the Just For Laughs Fest. And uh, I quite enjoy his delivery. He's pretty he's pretty funny. It, looks, it sounds like it's the first time that he's ever stood behind a microphone and done comedy, but I can assure you it is not. I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. <laughs> <laughs> I like to play blackjack. I'm not addicted to gambling. I'm addicted to sitting in a semi-circle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend is a blackjack dealer. 
And on his forearm, he has a tattoo of an ace and a jack. You see, I'm a blackjack player. On my forearm, I'm going to get a tattoo of a 10 and a 2. <laughs> and then maybe later, a king. <laughs> I think Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. <laughs> it's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me because there's a large, out-of-focus monster <laughs> roaming the countryside. <laughs> One time a guy handed me a picture of me. He said, here's a picture of me when I was younger. Every picture is of you when you were younger. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, that, ain't that about time someone said that? <laughs> He is a very funny human. 1998, that is basically sums up the year 1998 in a comedy special. Just for laughs, Mitch Hedberg. I uh, enjoyed that. We're huge in Madagascar. Not, not for, for radio. radio. Uh, thank you very much for joining us and Not For Radio. Uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, do us a favour. Whip it into a person who is equally as crook as yourself uh, and you think would enjoy it. And um, yeah, we'll be back again tomorrow for another Not For Radio podcast. Thank you very much, tech producer Caleb, show boss Teagues, and of course you uh, for pressing play and having a listen to this. Go well, you good thing.